I know the action in the street is exciting But Jesus, between all the bleeding and fighting I've been reading and writing We need to handle our financial situation Are we a nation of states? What's the state of our nation? I'm past patiently waiting I'm passionately smashing every expectation Every action's an act of creation I'm laughing in the face of casualties of sorrow For the first time I'm thinking past tomorrow And I am not for the way my shot Welcome back to the one and only Minorities Reports Fan Podcast. It's your weekly deep dive into all things movies and entertainment through a colorful perspective. Your favorite minorities are reporting for duty. My name is Shama, and as always, here with me, the Raul Navedo. Hey, hey. And our lovely producer, Dre. What's up? I hate that you say colorful better than I can. What's that about? How do you say colorful? I don't. I just. I feel like I have a hard time saying everything. Colorful. Does it? Does it sound like cauliflower? Maybe. Something? What do you say, Sean? Colorful. See, I feel like he says it better. Colorful. Co- colorful. You're Rose, so cute. I say one word better than you. You say like <laughs> ten thousands of millions of English like words. That's but I have to like it. Okay. Okay. You say yalla better than me. Yalla. 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 Wow. Okay. <laughs> Other than these crazy words. What have we been watching this last week? Oh my gosh. Crazy, crazy week of watching stuffs. Um, as you guys have seen, we're dropping a lot of reviews. We don't have time to, and, and honestly, I don't find it necessary to record for full reviews for everything. But hey, we get to talk about it here right quick. So we watched, obviously, the much anticipated Hamill film. Yes. Hamilton on Disney Plus. On Disney Plus. Desiree and I did not have to pay $1,000 each to go watch it <laughs> with the original Is that cast. Real? Oh, yeah. It was when it was, yeah, with the original cast, it was yeah. like $800 for, for the, the, the oh, seats oh you need uh, uh, this for. Or you could have been to uh, Puerto Rico and watch it there for much, yes, much cheaper. For much, much cheaper. I can't believe I didn't think about doing that. But, uh, but hey, we got to watch it. And it did not disappoint. It did not disappoint. I'll tell you what, I'll be honest. I list, I tried to listen to the soundtrack prior, like a couple months ago, and I wasn't feeling it. And so I went into this with trepidation, somewhere? Yes. Yes. Um, and, oh man, I'm so happy to announce I loved it. I think it's just you need the visuals to appreciate the lyrics. Sure. You need to, like now when I listen to the songs, I visualize the show and it's just like, oh, so good. All oh, this is so good. All oh, this is so good. Shout out to King George. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? The actor? Jonathan Griff. Jonathan Groff. Groff. Yeah. Man. Christoph from uh, Frozen. My favorite character. He, how is he not everybody's favorite character? This guy is, he is hilarious. Amazing. He nailed this role and the song You'll Be Back is my jam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you guys loved it. Like I loved Hamilton. Like I loved Hamilton seeing it on stage. I loved Hamilton watching it on TV on the small screen at home. Uh, for some reason, I had to watch it like six times back to back. But it was, which was amazing. Uh, it's really enjoyable. Like I, just like to realize how genius Lin Manuel Miranda is yeah. to write this music, to write these. Lyrics. I still listen to the music and go. Who the hell would have thought to write a musical about Alexander Hamilton? Exactly, a founding father in this way, about like rapping in, the, like in this way. It's it's genius. That's why it's one of a lifetime. Like the way it was done, 
it's one of a lifetime. And I'm glad that everybody had the chance to watch it at home yeah. in this way on Disney+. Plus. Of course, Disney's, Disney spiked on the number of, uh, of downloads for, for the Disney Plus app. Disney was smart that two weeks ago they stopped doing the free trial for seven days. Yeah, they just like yeah, no, no trials. Yeah. So people, whoever wants to watch Hamilton, oh, what, what is seven ninety nine watching a show that like you paid thousands to watch on stage, you know? Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I'm so I'm so grateful. I'm not, I don't often say this. Very grateful to Disney Plus, and I'm very grateful to Lynn, which of course he listens. Uh, so and we're so excited now for sure. the next project. Guys, I, I'm so excited for In the Heights. Even more excited yeah. after seeing this. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, even with him not man. playing the main role on the, on the film, yeah. he, on the on the stage in the play, he was the main role. But he was smart that uh, in the film. He's because of of the age difference. He's not playing the same role, which is something great. I really hope that in the Heights was filmed, uh, the stage production was filmed, so we get a chance to watch it because I I wasn't fortunate enough to watch in the Heights on stage. But also after seeing Hamilton, you know how talented Anthony Ramos is. Oh yeah, he is so like, talented for the for the main role in in the Heights of again Usnavi, which I I stand by. That's not. Anybody's name? Hispanic name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, he, like in, in Hamilton, he's so talented. He's a great singer. He's a great performer. Like, and I'm playing two roles. Yes. It got me so much more excited about In the Heights and what he's bringing to that role and seeing him. And, and I know that uh, Lynn for a long time has been advocating for, for Anthony Ramos as an incredibly talented guy. And he's right. Also, the V Diggs, yes, in Hamilton. That was holy the- moly. Uh, uh, Marquis de Lafayette is awesome, phenomenal, and, and Jefferson is Jefferson. <laughs> man, like I, I was talking to people when they keep telling me, man, David Diggs is great. I said, that's the guy we were talking about, yeah. guys, for the blind spotting. We've been talking about the blind spotting for two forever. years. Two years, guys, <laughs> watch blind spotting, and now blind spotting is climbing the charts on yes. iTunes and after should. Hamilton. But I don't want to skip over his role as Thomas Jefferson. It was awesome. Phenomenal. Absolutely just just fun, charismatic, kind of not I didn't I didn't really didn't cross over that mockery line, but it was like it was like right there. Uh-huh. You know, and and the bounce. My favorite thing was his. He just was a character that loved to bounce. He, yeah. he was just bouncing everywhere. He, they love to the bounce. Yes, he was bouncing on the table. He was yeah, bouncing up yeah. the stairs, and it, it was just he was so fun. He was fantastic. And talking on like like you know, Lynn took liberties according to like uh, to me right according to like how he he judges these people and has read these people based on the actions that they took that history shows us they took, he took liberties on what their characters would be portrayed like. So that's why Jefferson is, is this, it's, he's so, I don't know. It's, it's so fun. And he's kind of shady, <laughs> like kind of shysty, you know, like, I don't know. It's not, he's, he's not, it's not shady. I would say he's full of himself. He's <laughs> yes. He's an unaware eight. Eight in the Enneagram, sure. Yes. He's very confident. Yeah, he gets... I don't know. I don't know. He's don't just know. a very he, interesting character. Was awesome. Everybody was awesome. Also, yeah. without saying, Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah, he is... Oh, my 
and he deserved the Tony. Like he was, yeah. he was like head to head uh, him and Lin Manuel for head, like for be, uh, best role, best uh, main he it. He role, and he got it over him. And Lin Manuel was happy for him. And I love that. He's and David the, got for uh, best supporting actor. I love that he's the overarching voice. Yeah, walking us through yeah. this history. Yes. Um, it just made sense. It, it's again, guys. Uh, it's excellent. If you have not taken the time. Watch it. It's really, really good. Even if you don't think you like hip hop, watch it. Print, you know, grab the lyrics, look at them because you might have a hard time following a couple things. Mm-hmm. Come uh, to my world. But, <laughs> but it's it's really, really good. Um, also, watch this week. We got to see the documentary. This is huge for Hispanic culture. The documentary for Walter Mercado. Mucho, mucho, mucho amor. I the did not legend, know who he was. yeah, the legend of Walter Mercado. Uh, for those you know, non-Spanish speakers, uh, but Spanish speakers, Hispanic people, even non-Spanish speakers, know like how huge he is in Hispanic culture and was for so long. And when I saw his documentary coming out, man, I was I was so excited because this is nostalgia to me. I remember my mother, like if he was on, nobody can talk. Shh. No talking. <laughs> White uh, Scorpio is coming up. And I got to hear what they got to say about Scorpio. I got to know how my baby's going to do today. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Scorpio. So my mom will be like, I'm like, mom, it's not. It's like, shh, shh. I got to know if you're going to have a good day. You know? <laughs> and it was always. Oh, that totally sounds yeah, like your mom. Yeah. Um, or cancer for my brother, you know? Um, and it, what a, I don't think you got a chance to watch it yet, right, Sean? No, I didn't get a chance to watch it. You need to see it. Um, it's coming out on the 8th, Wednesday. Check it out. If you don't know, uh, it's, it's not in Spanish. It's in English. A lot, there are some Spanish parts. They put subtitles. Um, but it's Desiree, you had no idea who this man was. You didn't grow no, up with this I man. Didn't. You've never heard of this man. What did you think of the documentary? It, it was fascinating. And I don't even like, I didn't even buy what he was selling, you know, for me personally. However, he seemed like such a sweet man. And I really enjoyed learning about the effect that he had on so many people Mm -hmm. and like why that effect was there. You know, it was, it was very good. I liked it. Yeah. I'm I'm excited because Christina Constantini, the director of this show is the one that like directed like three previous docuseries that people like were raving about them, but they were really good. And Netflix reached out to her to direct this uh, one. She did like the Naked Truth, and she did the something for National Geographic that was really a big hit uh, last year. I don't remember the name. She did a great job with this. Great content um, keeps you engaged. It's fun. It gives you a lot of information. And for those that don't know Walter, it like that's what I said. It, it's fascinating. It's fascinating it really to is. see this like figure that actually did a lot for like. Uh, LGBTQ communities, especially like men that were struggling with their sexuality and with their image, like he he did stuff that like you just didn't do. And this time, he dressed in ways he did his hair, he put makeup, he he did things that you just as a man you didn't do and was not accepted. And he just opened the door for so many people to start accepting that a man could dress like this. And, could and look even like, this. like, just like, um, getting rid of the rules on like what gender wears what. Mm-hmm. I'm more excited now to watch it. Like I will definitely it's, give it a, a chance. We're watching a lot. Uh, 
Also, another another great uh, docu series or like a series that we all uh, got chance to watch, uh, Down to Earth with Zac Efron. The beautiful Zac Efron. Yeah, we we were really it's lucky. My man crush, guys. If you don't know, that's my man crush. We were really lucky to get like the first two episodes early access for um, Paris and Iceland. I hope these will be like the same releases, like an order when the when the show's out. But um, it's 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 enjoyable. It's really, really yeah. good. Like I didn't expect this from Zac Efron. I didn't expect that he yeah. he's doing this. I didn't expect he has time to do yeah. all these things he's doing, and uh, that's a, kind of his passion about things. I wonder. Like I love the content. I love what they're doing. I do wonder who they decided to give the production range to. I wonder if like it was just like a buddy, because I don't think the production quality. Is super high. Yeah, it hurts me to say because I want anything Zac Efron is in to be incredibly successful. Um, I I like I think the content is good and like the information that I got from these two episodes from uh, friends about water and quality of water that we're wow. consuming and Iceland energy and where we're getting our energy from and the effect it's having on the Earth. Like I'm looking forward to the rest of the episodes, but if I'm honest. The production quality is not that of like, you know, Chef's Table or Somebody Feed Phil, you know, which like it is incredible. Not yeah, Somebody Feed Phil is like it's somebody, like it's something else. It's something else that it's a huge production. <laughs> which actually, I think the Zac Efron show is very similar. Yeah, exactly to Somebody Feed Phil, but the production quality in Somebody Feed Phil is like uh-huh. on another level. Yeah, another level. Exactly. So, so the cinematography is different. Yes. Like, I feel like they only have one, one camera. Yeah. Like well, with Zac Efron, I think it's one camera they are using. You're like, you it's know? impossible. Yeah. Um, but I like I like the honesty. I like the vulnerability. I like that he shows us things that like maybe other people would have chosen to cut out of the show. Um, and I, and I, I'm really interested to see what other things I'm unaware of that is our practices in the rest of the world that like the U S should yeah. start integrating that. That's the big thing is like, Hey, the U S isn't doing this. We're actually behind on these things that other countries are doing and taking advantage of. And we should look into it um, because it, it helps the world. It helps us it, it, in our health and the world's health. Um, so look out for that down to earth with Zach Efron dropping July 10th on Netflix. Check it out. So mucho, mucho amor. Dropping on the 8th. Uh, Down to Earth with Zac Efron dropping on the 10th. Both definitely, definite, definite must-watches. Yeah. Worth the watch. Worth the time. Do you know what else is worth it? Giving the show a follow at mreportpod on Twitter and Instagram. You can also subscribe to the website for any and all new content at mreportpod.com. You can send us an email at mreportpodcast at gmail.com. First up on a report... The news. Shaman. Songbird, produced by Michael Bay, will be the first film to start shooting in LA post-pandemic, <laughs> starring Demi Moore and Paul Walter Hauser. <laughs> we are laughing, and we are laughing because of the synopsis. <laughs> the synopsis says, in 2022, a pandemic ravages the world and its <laughs> cities, centering on a handful of people as they navigate the obstacles currently hindering society, disease, martial law, quarantine, and vigilante. Vigilante, of course. <laughs> this is, of course, it has to come from Michael Bay. It comes the first of the dozens of uh, pandemic movies written during the quarantine. Like, and then it's produced by Michael Bay, which, like, genuinely, I wonder what his 
political stances are on everything that's going on in the world right now in the U.S. That like he chose a script to produce based on the pandemic. And also, let's point out, it takes place in 2022. Is it is it like, you know, it, it, it it's still a sore spot. So let's not say that it's in 2020 because we're like kind of still going through yeah, it. It's too early. Like, <laughs> too soon. It's too, too soon. soon. Yeah, so know. let's make it in 2022. Wow! This I, is, I hope his PR like is muting him from saying any any uh, public public <laughs> speech about anything. You know, oh expected. It's really expected to be from. Uh, I love the casting. I love uh, Paul, Ter- Paul Walter Hauser. Like I, but uh, we'll see. And Demi Moore, yeah. And Demi Moore, I don't know. This is yeah. The pay. This is not going to be the only one, guys. We are going to have more pandemic movies coming. Oh. You can be sure of that. Just know. The first one is by Michael Bay, and <laughs> it's called Songbird. Uh, all right. Also, Disney signs a first-look deal with Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, guys, you know, uh, he's the quarterback that knelt during the Pledge of Allegiance. You know, did a peaceful protest. He did, you know, his peaceful protest, got let go from the NFL. Uh, NFL deeply regretted it, recently put on an apology. <laughs> um, well, now Disney has signed. Disney, who owns ESPN has signed a first-look deal for anything he puts out in the future in addition to agreeing to do a docu-series about his life, not just about like his life, his upbringing, but also his career in the NFL, also the five-year span from when he got let go to like now. Um, it, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's a smart move from Disney. Yes. It's great at this time. It's a great choice. Yep. And then, and I know that they're doing a They're also working on a scripted series that Ava DuVernay yeah. is, yeah. is planning on working on, on helming. Um, yeah. Uh, this is, this is cool. Yeah. I love this idea. I love that this is, it's happening at this time and good choice from Disney. Um, I'm excited to see the results of this. Like, yeah. What's sure. that? Next up on the news, Halle Berry pulls out from playing a transgender character in an upcoming film after a social media backlash. And she tweeted apologizing and stating that she is an ally. In the last part of her tweet, she said, I vow to be an ally in using my voice to promote better representation on screen, both in front of and behind the camera. Do, were any of you guys aware of the social media black backlash, or I did you guys just read this? I, well, I mean, I saw it, you know, when we were talking about her statement. I didn't see it prior to her statement. Yeah, did you? I, I, no, two two days ago, three days ago, I only heard that she's playing a transgender character, and then I heard about this tweet. So I didn't see the backlash. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know what happened either. It's not because it, it's it's very strange because it's not like. J.K. Rowling, where she was just like learning out loud for millions of people to know, you know, to hear. This is like, and she 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 accepted a role, yeah, which is nothing wrong. Yeah. A role for a story that should be told. That should be told. Yeah, yeah. She felt absolutely. the same way. She wouldn't have taken the role if 100%. she didn't feel that way. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea where the backlash came from. I do know with a lot of these movements, there's a lot of over backlash. And like, as far as like the Black Lives Matter movement, it's very important and we need to push certain agendas and we need to push certain things that need to be corrected. However, there are some people 
majority of them being white, who are pushing agendas that black people don't care about. Yeah. They're like, I yes, that's nice and all, but that's not what's important. That's exactly. not what we're getting at. That's you're like small potatoes. Them. Yes. It's <laughs> like you, you're looking at this, like the example being a lot of um, people are saying that we don't care if a white person played yeah. on, on, uh, on the animation last week for yeah. uh, Central Park. And, and I just wonder, because none of us were aware of it. It didn't, and I'm just wondering what happened there. Yeah. You know? Who, who, who is, who led the backlash? Yeah. And are there, if there are transgender people who are not getting roles, that needs to be addressed and they should be getting roles. If they are talented actors, you shouldn't be looking at who they like, what their beliefs are, whatever, yeah. and keeping them from getting a role. If they're a good actor, they should get the role. Yeah. If that's what we're arguing, we agree. Yeah. But Halle Berry not playing this role, I don't, I don't know. It's a huge role, right? Big exposure. Yeah. It's a huge role. You have to be an experienced, very talented actor to hold it. And it's, I don't know. It's it's very interesting. It's an important story that should be seen by as many people as possible. Yes. And so, yes, I agree, right? If there's a very talented. If we have a talent. Yes. If there's a very talented transgender um, actor wanting to play this. 100%, 100%, right? But, like, also consider, like, if if you don't have that, like, this this movie this could story. just be, like, people won't watch it. Also, it could just be put on the shelf, and now you've got a story that's not being yeah. told. Yeah, exactly. And that's my, my point here is when we have a female role or a male role for, like, during the life of, of Hollywood, we have a casting call for, like, say, oh, we need a female or we need a male. Now, some people are just asking for this situation just to have a call called transgender call. That's it. Yeah. So I think in this situation, if you have a super talented transgender actor that can portray the role and will and give carry it, it and carry it and give it the, the Oscar worthy performance, of course, we will all support it. If she stepped down because she thought there was somebody who could fill it, yeah. good for her. Of course. If she stepped down just because of political pressures, I don't know if that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I believe that it's all upon talent. So, and we, I mean, what my always report, we believe in diversity. We want more diversity out there. We want more voices. More representation, more, definitely. More representation, more accuracy. But and like, more, And it's so important, the representation of transgender people and their stories because I know we all believe the power of story and there's a lot of stigma around ignorant people have for transgender people. Mm -hmm. And if you get their stories out there, there's going to be more understanding for them. Correct. The story is so important. Yes. That was my next point was just like, there was a point, there was a point in time when like uh, a black actress and the lead role unheard of leads could only be white, right? White. And one person had to do it. Had, one producer had to say, "No, we're gonna we're gonna cast a black woman to play a lead," and that changed people's perception. Yeah, yeah. Right now, it's just like getting somebody huge, somebody like Halle Berry, to play a transgender character in a huge film and tell a story. To start, to there are so many people that still do not understand. <laughs> Take J.K. Rowling, for example. They just don't understand what being transgender means. 
And so getting somebody of such caliber really could have told that story and gotten it to as many people as possible. Yes. What happened in, with Edward Maines in The Danish Girl was a phenomenal job. He portrayed the character in a very good way. He showed the emotions and everything, and he was nominated for the Oscars. Lots of people were just saying, oh, they should have found a transgender at that time to play the role, like the, the, the three years ago when the movie was in production. But the role was fulfilled. Who's to say they weren't looking? We exactly. I feel like there is a huge stigma in Hollywood. Yes. For, I'm, I'm guessing across the board, like there is with everything. Definitely. But I don't know. I'm more. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm just. I'm worried about this movie now not coming out. Yes. yes. That's what I'm. I, I'm concerned about. Like, if if we are not seeing a good thing because of this, this is not fair. That's yeah. it. And we have seen good performances by. Not of that age, not of like Halle Berry's age, it seems like. It's what they would need, like in Euphoria. Yeah, she did a very good job. Very, very good job. Um, Warrior Nun. Nun yeah. had a transgender. Very, very good job. Um, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's an interesting conversation, definitely. Um, Again, we are we are definitely pro-diversity. But I don't know. This is. I feel like it's more complicated than just that. So, but moving on. Also on the news, finally, guys. Amazon. Finally, I, I genuinely thought they were going to lose the rights. Amazon's Lord of the Rings series is finally starting production. I thought I would die before I would see this started like starting production. You Thank know. you, New Zealand. Thank you, Prime Minister, for for not having any new cases. Yes, thank you. Because uh, like we want this series to come out. I'm ready. Man, I'm ready. What did you see the Hobbit houses? You know, like if they get. I want to go back, go back to to Middle Earth, baby. And from New Zealand to the UK, Tom Cruise met with the UK government to figure out Mission Impossible Seven quarantine rules. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> Actually, that might be a great name. Mission Impossible, guys. The new Mission Impossible. That's the big announcement right now. The new Mission Impossible is called Mission Impossible Seven quarantine rules. <laughs> He's going to discuss the quarantine rules with the government yeah. to start filming the new movie there. No, yeah. So, so he's discussing, but also he's being allowed to not do 14-day quarantine, <laughs> which is a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Big thing being well, discussed. And, uh, people are, uh, are complaining about it. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating that, uh, that he gets away with it. But you know what? I'm excited for the next Mission Impossible. i the, the, uh, Mission Impossible is like the premier Fast and Furious, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Where it's just like we kept getting more of them, and the fans are just like, I'm okay with getting more of them, and they're getting better, right? Yes, JJ Impossible. JJ like took um, yeah, since he did three, yeah, yeah. which I, I still think three is the best. Yeah, it was, great. but yes, they ju- they're just getting better. The Mission Impossible movies are getting better, and I'm, yeah, I want I, I want them to start. I want her to be safe. Which is why they're discussing the quarantine rules. Hopefully, he's not pushing for like let us get away with you know unsafe things. Um, hopefully, they're finding safe ways to start shooting films where everyone is safe, actors, crew, you know, everyone involved, safe. That's what we want. We want people to be safe while getting back to producing. Also, on the news: Focus Features is producing Armageddon Times, which is the latest film. From Ad Astra writer-director James Gray. It's going to start shooting at the beginning of 2021. And it's going to start Kate Blanchett, Robert De Niro, Oscar Isaac, Anne Hathaway, and Donald Sutherland. What a cast! What a cast. Mm. And 
like it's interesting. Focus Features has taken it. And Astro, guys, very good film, but did not do well at the box office. Yeah. We talked about it when it was out, and every week at the box office, we were sad because that Astro was actually a good film. Um, I'm, I'm hoping Armageddon Times does better. Um, our focus features must see something in the script to pick it up. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for, for what James Gray is coming out. Cause I think he, he has a great eye for telling like beautiful stories. Yeah. Creating beautiful images. He is talented, really talented. Netflix has renewed that to me for a third and final season. I like these these being renewed for final seasons. We know that it's going to be the final yeah. season, so they're going to write it as such. So that's good. Also, Black Widow director came out and said that the film is going to hand off the baton to Florence Pugh and make way for a new female hero. I don't understand why they would spoil that for us. Man, when when I read this, I I think we all suspected it. I, in the teaser, I suspected this would happen. Yes. But I would say, why would he spoil it? Yes. And also, where was she? Where were she at the time of uh, Infinity War and Endgame? Because this is a prequel. That's true. That's true. So if we are building her character to be, to take over after uh, Natasha Romanoff, so what then? Where 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 was she at that time? Like why you? Maybe come she to may, no. Maybe she just maybe she had no involvement until she finds out. Black Widow passed away, and so she comes seeing what happened to her. Maybe possible. That, that's possible, but like at, at least how old they will say where, where where what she will do, what yeah. she will do, or maybe my speculation when we were watching Far From Home, and this girl took um, Spider Man in Europe to the to that place, and she was giving him the the stick that she's related. To Florence Pugh's character because she was she's wearing like the oh, black right, 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 right. I think that this was something be connected together. I don't know why I, I have. I, Listen, I'm excited for it. I suspected it. I don't like that they spoiled it. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I'm excited for Black Widow though. Yeah, this will this will be great. Like I, I hope it will be seeing this movie soon in November. And also something about Thor, but here not playing Thor. Chris Hemsworth is working out for his Hulk Hogan movie. Apparently, he needs to be more ripped up for Hulk Hogan yeah, more than does. Thor, because yeah, uh, and he's so excited for this movie. He he mentioned it several times that it's it's well written. It's uh, it has lots of uh, good drama moments. So I'm excited to see him playing that role, actually. Yeah, I'd be interested. Also, guys, Tron 3? Maybe? Not really? Uh, the director of Tron Legacy, Joseph Kaczynski, uh, was quoted saying that there is a possibility for another Tron movie and that Disney is open to it. But then again, he also said, like, Tron movies can't be made every couple of years. You need lots of time. Well, guess what? Lots of time. There was 28 years between the first one yeah. and the second one. So are we not going to get it for another 20 years? I don't know. But I know that there are still a lot of fans of Tron out there that would be excited to see another Tron movie. I'd be down to see another Tron movie. I enjoyed Tron yep. Legacy. Yeah, I did too. Um, but this, this, this just seems like a push. It seems like a... Like uh, him saying something to see if people are excited about it to then get Disney 
fully on board. But I re- this reminded me of something. I remember when Disney announced that they are building Tron uh, ride at uh, Shanghai Disneyland, and and then they decided to build it at Magic Kingdom. It's not out yet. It will open end of 2021. So people said, why are they opening a, doing a ride for uh, for Tron? And when they announced it for Shanghai Disneyland, I remember Alan Horn, the head of Walt Disney Pictures, said, the idea for yeah. Tron 3 is always uh, in our minds. So, and that was like six years ago. Yeah. So it might be, because if, if the ride is opening at Magic Kingdom in 2021 and the movie will start production in 2022, be out in 23 or 24, this will be like 14 years after the after Tron Legacy. Yeah. Hmm. Last up on the news. Unfortunately, Charlize Theron will not be back playing. Which we, we knew she was playing Jodie Comer. Comer. Yeah. Right. It's playing her. Her role in uh, the prequel of uh, Mad Max. Uh, it's the director's decision and the production company's decision for uh, in the new Friosa movie. Uh, it makes sense, uh, understandable, but we know that she's she's a master in what she's doing. Maybe with some like uh, de aging effects, she can she could have played the role. But at the same time, we're only we we I'm open to the idea of having another talent to hold the role. You know. Well, it's funny because we heard about this a couple months ago. Yeah, but she just came out. Basically saying she's she under she like respects the decision, but she also is unhappy with the decision. She it makes her sad. Like I'm sure she loves this role. Furiosa is a great role, and she nailed it. I was sad to hear that she wasn't playing it. But maybe there's a sequel in the future. You know what? She can play the role. We'll see her again. Um, I, I I mean I don't know. I'm I'm super excited about this Mad Max prequel, um, but. I'm with her. I'm going to take Charlie's side on this. I'm sad that she's not being recast. She can play young her. Mm-hmm. And that's it for the news today. Next up on the report, we have trailers. Man, what a week for trailers. <laughs> First up, an American pickle. An immigrant worker at a pickle factory is accidentally preserved for 100 years and wakes up in modern day Brooklyn. I love this idea. Seth Rogen. So cheesy. You like it? I like, I love these things. Seth, I'm not done. She's going to be fermented AF. It's starring Seth Rogen and Seth Rogen. It's starring Seth Rogen and Seth Rogen. And it's being released on HBO Max. Yes, it's a HBO Max original content. Shama, I am. So interested in you being excited about this movie. It's just like I, you know, it's like it reminds me of my childhood, like funny uh, black and white movies that I used to watch in my childhood, like uh, uh, cheesy, funny. I hope it's not uh, that much vulgar or inappropriate. I, I hope it's more of fun because I love out of time movies. Like that somebody comes to an era that he have never experienced before. And um, the uh, the funny moments that happen from experiencing something that he has never seen before. It's always great, you know? So I'm just like excited. We'll see. It's coming in a, less than a month. Have you seen the movie Blast from the Past? Yes. You have? Yeah. Brenda Fraser? Yeah. And Brenda Fraser was like this kind of guy that can, can fit in these. Yes. Um, this kind of reminds me of that. But it's different. It's more Jewish. Yeah. Um, 
It's more pickled. And I can't say I'm excited to watch it. I will watch it. I can't say I'm excited to watch it at all. You know, this kind of movies, because my excitement expectation is not for a great quality technical movie. It's about like fun moments. So it's this, it's one of them. I just in hope it will be comedy and it will be hilarious and I will be enjoying my, my time. Yeah. Next up, we got the tax collector. A quote-unquote tax collector for a crime lord finds his family's safety compromised when his boss's old rival shows up in L.A. and upends his business. It's starring Shia LaBeouf, Bobby Soto, Lana Barrilla, Chelsea Rendon, and George Lopez. Um, it, oh, it's directed by David Ayer. He wrote Suicide Squad, right? He wrote, directed Suicide Squad. He did End of Watch. Um, oh, so that's yeah. interesting. He also did Fury. Oh. He did Bright for Netflix. He has had good films and, and really bad films. films. Yeah. And really bad films. He is a very odd director. Like, we, I can't, I cannot place, I can't know if I should be excited or not. I know that there has been some backlash for this movie. I feel like people are upset that Shia LaBeouf is, in their minds, playing like a Hispanic man. I don't know that it's clear that he's playing a Hispanic man. Um, yeah, he's just playing a, a gangster. A, a gangster yeah. can be of any color. Yeah. Um, and his name, on his character's name on the IMDb page is, is Creeper, which again could be anybody. Anybody could be a creeper. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't understand the backlash. I do understand the concern because it's David Ayer. Um, but then again, it seems like it's closer to like the end of Watch, which I know has, it's very mixed. I think end of Watch is good. I really enjoyed watching end of Watch. And this looks closer to like that realm of cinema and storytelling than... Suicide Squad and Bright. Hmm. So hopefully that's an indication that this could be good. I don't have super high hopes, but I'm going to watch it. I like Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. I really enjoyed his performance last year in uh, Honey Boy and Peanut Butter Falcon. So I really hope he's doing a good job here. Last show that we're talking about today, guys, Above Suspicion. The story that led to the first conviction for murder of an FBI agent. It's starring Amelia Clark, Jack Houston, Sophie Lowe, and Johnny Knoxville. And it is directed by Philip Noyce. Johnny Knoxville? Yeah. It's directed by the director of The Giver. Those that remember The Giver that came out a couple years ago. First off, Amelia Clark with like an Appalachian accent. Yeah. <laughs> It's like weird. It's weird. It's weird to see. I'm not. I'm not mad at it, but it did throw me off. I. I can't lie. Um. It's. It technically the film is was released in 2019. There's already a lot of reviews on it. It does not have great reviews. Very mixed reviews, straight down the middle. Um. There's. I don't know. I, I don't have much to say about this movie. I. I think it looks interesting. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'll watch it when it comes, you know, because I love Amelia Clark, but uh, the accent, 
uh, is weird, but yeah. uh, it didn't take away from the character. So yeah, I'll watch it when it comes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys are saying that, but you're making me feel like it did take away the, from the character. No, it's just no, like, no, no, not no. expected from Emilia Clark seeing yes. her like all the time as Khaleesi or like in the British accent or lately in Last Christmas. Last yeah. Christmas, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. And then she's like, "This is I don't know. This feels like a very different role for her." I'm excited because like it's it's always great. You don't you don't want people to get typecasted or stuck in a certain uh, genre. So I'm excited to see what she's able to do with this. Hopefully. We can pull more good than bad from this, and it opens up another avenue for her to find work. She's a good actress. She's a talented actress. Last up on the report, we got previews. We have lots of stuff dropping this week. This Friday, July 10th, is one of the biggest content releases this month. The Old Guard is coming on Netflix. You can listen to our review. We we talked about this movie for for a while. Greyhound is coming on Apple TV Plus. Little Voice is coming on Apple TV Plus. We talked about both of them. Great content. Palm Springs is coming on Hulu. Great content. We talked about this movie in a separate review as well. Also, in addition to the docu series we talked about earlier and other content on several of the streaming. Yeah. Services. A lot of content coming out of the street. Also, content with big names. Old Guard. Got Charlize Theron. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Kiki Lane. Greyhound. Tom Hanks. Little Voice. Produced by J.J. Abrams and, and Sarah, Sarah Bareilles. Palm Springs. Andy Samberg. Um, big names, guys. Uh, and good stuff. It's, a, it's actually a really good week for movies. Lots just to watch. If you're not sure how to sort it, hey, Go back, if you haven't already, listen to our reviews. Every one of these four movies we dropped a review for. So go back, listen to them. We got a lot to say about it. Or once you watch it, you want to know our thoughts, go back, listen to it. Um, they are non-spoiler reviews, so feel free to listen to them before or after. And that's it today, guys, for this Big Show episode. Make sure you get at us on all the socials, at mreportpod. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share. Leave us a review. Leaving us a review is how people can find us, and it'll help us climb the charts and just get better. Guys, where can people find you? You can find me at Mohamed Shaima on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Ezerphoto, E-Z-E-R. And like I said, you can find Shama as a pen pal at mreportpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> or you can get at me on mreportpod, Twitter, Instagram, Minority Report Film, Facebook. Hey, be a part of the show. If you have a report, let us know. This is yours, Minorities Report. Peace.